G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. Now, the name Pharisee, it's Greek. What it means is um, a separatist or to be exclusive. They became extremely separatist and exclusive, even though they were dominated by an occupying power, such as the Romans. Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. In our last program, we started learning about the Pharisees, one of the oldest groups of religious leaders in Judaism. We learned how they began and what their motives were. They were altruistic in that they wanted to strictly obey God's law, but they tended to be overzealous in how this was to be achieved. What I've learned about the Pharisees, they they weren't initially, or their motivation wasn't bad. Mm. You know, they actually looked at the history of their people and saw how regularly they absolutely turned their back on God and embraced paganism and idolatry and intermarriage and all of that, and then what it cost them when they were able to return. Mm. They didn't want to go that way again. And so you can, you can, I can kind of sympathize. Yeah. So they had good motives, but they just had let it sort of go off on a bit of a tangent. Oh, mate, what a tangent. They went way, way off. And, and so, yeah, they were... It's believed they came from the scribes who were like the lawyers. Now, the name Pharisee, it's Greek... What it means is um, a separatist or to be exclusive, like they were called out. But their separatist nature, again, they were supposed to be, see, the Jews were supposed to be a separate people among the nations of the world Mm. to be a light to the nations of the world. And all too often they became like the nations around them and got into trouble for it. And so after this very, very painful lesson, they became extremely separatist and exclusive even though they were dominated by an occupying power, such as the Romans. And so this exclusivity that they had meant that they pretty much separated themselves from anything and anyone Gentile, really. I guess the issue with that then is that the poor Gentiles are left without seeing the light. I mean, they're, <laughs> if they're there to, to sh- spread the light to the world, but they're just you know, pulling themselves away from it, then the Gentiles are missing out. It's a quandary, isn't it? Mm. They're supposed to be a light to the, to the nations, and yet any time they get close to the nations, they simply become like the nations. So it was, I, I can kind of understand it, although there's that frustration. You're supposed to be these godly examples of what it's like for a human being to be able to live in relationship with God, and yet you've closed your, your mind and your heart and... To this, to the Gentile world, yeah. you've turned your back on them. So that's actually you're right. That's exactly what had happened. So yeah, they came about around about the third century BC that they were established. They believe anyway. That's the uh, that's the consensus. But by the time Jesus arrived, so that's three hundred years later, the Pharisees didn't look. They were sort of like the fathers of modern day Judaism, is what um, the Jewish community, the Orthodox, believe now that the Pharisees basically established what today is modern-day Judaism or how it's progressed. Mm, But that didn't resemble anything 
that Moses gave the people. So when Jesus came, they were like the hypocrisy levels were off the charts. Yeah, right. So what were their basic beliefs then? What were they actually all about? Okay, so the Pharisees, they believed in the resurrection. Okay, that's a big one. They believed in the afterlife. They believed in rewards for both righteous and punishments for the unrighteous. Uh, They believed in both good and fallen angels. Uh, Many Orthodox Jews today still believe in angels, pray to angels, that kind of thing. Um, They had very strong expectations of the coming of Mashiach, which we've spent a lot of time talking about over the past months. They believed in the Davidic kingdom and that it would eventually be reestablished. They were very, very literal in how they interpreted scripture. And uh, scripture was only allegorical, basically, if it said so. Okay, so the Pharisees, they believed wholeheartedly in a lot of debate to the point where a lot of people think that they are, um, they're always fighting with each other. They're not. They're just debating. In fact, they have a, a particular tendency to get into a healthy debate but learn to debate from the other point of view. Okay. And the point of that is if they can argue somebody else's perspective, they can at least have understanding, they can have compassion, they can have empathy towards mm. the other side. Yeah, and I guess the danger of that is that then you can actually – if you sort of get to know the alternate view well enough, it's all just about winning the debate. You know, so it's a win-at-all-cost mentality, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. Well, that's what it had become. By the time Jesus arrived, it was just about winning an argument. That's why they were constantly trying to trip him up, asking mm. tricky questions, because they wanted to catch yeah. him out and prove him wrong and then yeah. right. point on the board for them. Exactly. It was yeah. about scoring points, which is kind of human nature, really. Yeah, that's true. However, you know, not healthy when, it, mm. when you're supposed to be the light of the world yeah. to the rest of the nations. But they understood the law to be very literally interpreted. They even had debates about the most minute, tiniest details. Like I said, they believed in the resurrection. That's true. But what happens if you're resurrected and do you have clothes on or are you naked as the day you were born? Right. That became a debate. Like they would argue about that Mm -hmm. over and over and over again until... A rabbi somewhere said, no, 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 you're definitely going to be clothed. That's in the Talmud, so now that's rigid law. Oh, right. No, don't have to worry about being naked at the resurrection. (laughs) Your clothes will miraculously appear. (laughs) And then what happens if you are resurrected but you are in the diaspora, you're somewhere else in the world? Well, you've got to get to Jerusalem because that's where Mashiach's coming. Right. So what happens then? Aha. Well, there is an answer to that as well. You won't be resurrected with your clothes on and catch a flight. To Israel, no, you will roll in tunnels under the ground from the other side of the world <laughs> right, yeah. until you reach Jerusalem. I'm more interested in where they're going to pop out of the ground. That's actually. right, yeah. <laughs> and are these tunnels already there or are they just going to be well, suddenly appearing? Do you know what? I Again, all good questions. Wow. I don't know. We could debate it like a Pharisee. We could debate it. That's yeah. right. And that's the <laughs> thing. And when you've rolled underground... Are these resurrected clothes dirty? Mm, yeah. Well, you need a change of clothes. Maybe at the you other roll end? naked, then you get dressed at the other end. Oh, can you imagine the scratches? <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> but again, these are all like things that they would debate about mm. because they've got to, they focus so much on the most tiny little details of the law. And at the same time, they were missing the really big things about love and compassion yeah. and, you know, care for the people and. It had got so out of whack. Yeah. And I guess the reality is, as we said earlier, that the original intent was to ensure God's law was not overlooked and discarded. So that's where they've come from. But they've just gone so divergently into all these little uh, nooks and crannies that they've sort of lost lost the plot. Precisely. So if you look at what the Bible says about the resurrection, God doesn't mention clothes. So Mm. does it matter? I mean, really? 
But this is what they sort of fixated on these. And then because they weren't quite sure, they'd add another layer and add another rule and add another ritual. Mm. And, oh, So in their bid to govern and instruct well, they basically just went way, way, way over the top and mm. off course. And the, the burden on the people became such that they couldn't cope with it. And while Jesus said they had their theology pretty solid, he really wrapped them over the coals. Yeah, he sure did. Well, there's a great example of that in Matthew 23, verse 23, where Jesus said, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you tithe mint and dill and cumin and have neglected the weightier provisions of the law, justice and mercy and faithfulness. But these are the things you should have done without neglecting the others. Yeah, so Jesus is he's actually saying there, it's not that you're not supposed to tithe yeah. on the mint and the cumin and the and your dill and, and your parsley and all the rest of it. Yeah, you're supposed to do that. There's all these things that you're supposed to do with your dietary laws and your hygiene laws and clothing laws. Do all of those, mm. but stop ignoring the needs of the people. Yeah. Learn to love them. Learn yeah. to show some compassion. Give them a helping hand. Help them up. Who cares if it's the Sabbath? They need rest too and they're carrying this burden. And the Sabbath's supposed to lift that burden for them and give them rest. They missed that. And, you know, I I just, I love the fact that, again, Jesus wasn't saying ignore the law. He was saying keep the law but love people above Mm. all else. Well, that's a brief overview on the Pharisees. Next program, we're going to come back and talk about the Sadducees. But a reminder that you can listen back to today's episode and others that you might have missed via our website or your favourite podcast app. Just search Foundations with Mandy and Robbo to find it or go to the website vision.org.au forward slash foundations. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.